WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Berrien County is moving ahead with $15.8 million in building and maintenance projects following action by the Berrien County Board of Commissioners this week. The board has hired Bakioki Construction Services to help prioritize millions in projects throughout the county. The firm grouped them into categories of importance, with the top three being life and safety, code violations, and deferred maintenance. Commissioners on Thursday voted to pay $557,000 to Bakioki to organize dozens of projects into optimized bid packages so that economies of scale can be achieved. Bids will now be sought. The projects include everything from sidewalk and parking lot work at animal control to bulletproof doors of the courthouse to window replacements at the jail. The Unified Civic Monuments Project has been spreading its message and raising funds with a pop-up location at 4150 Roosevelt Road outside the Lighthouse Attic Resale Shop in Stevensville. The project's Sharon Brown tells us the fundraiser pop-up is open Fridays and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. People stop by and learn about the project to build monuments to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in both Benton Harbor and St. Joe. We're definitely pushing equality and unity and reconciliation. And when we tell them that, then that's when they come up with what they're reading. And they're letting us know our young people are already on it. So these monuments are going to mean so much to them. Brown says she gives them a nugget, a memento, from the Unified Civic Monuments Project so they can remember the ideas behind it. Those who stop by can also make a donation. They pick something out, they find something, some little nugget that they really like, and we ask them to really only pick something that they really like. And we want them to take it home, and then they will remember, so they may share. With the pop-up location, they hope to raise $1,000 per month for the Unified Civic Monuments Project. Currently, the project's raised more than $500,000 of an estimated $850,000 needed. This Sunday, the first Unity Walk to celebrate the Monuments Project will be held from Benton Harbor to St. Joseph. It'll start at 3 p.m. Sunday at Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park in Benton Harbor, and everyone's invited. Congressman Bill Heisinga is hoping to fix what he considers an oversight in the U.S. trade agreement with Japan. He tells us there are tariffs on frozen U.S. blueberries that are sold to that country. There was a tariff agreement made for blueberries that are fresh, blueberries that are freeze-dried, you know, dehydrated, but frozen blueberries were excluded from this particular agreement. Isinger believes that's unintentional. However, it has hurt U.S. blueberry growers. The association has been very involved in this, and that's where we had this brought to our attention was through the Blueberry Growers Association. Isinger and other members the Michigan's congressional delegation have sent a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai to work with Japanese counterparts to eliminate those blueberry tariffs. He says Canada sells frozen blueberries to Japan with no tariffs. He's seeking the same treatment for U.S. producers. Congressman Tim Wahlberg is planning a military service academy fair in Dwajak for next month. He says all students and parents interested in educational opportunities at service academies throughout the United States are invited to come and learn more. On hand will be representatives of the Air Force Academy, the Coast Guard Academy, the Merchant Marine Academy, the Naval Academy, and the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. They'll be able to answer any questions about their institutions. The event will be held June 1st at Dwajak Union High School in Dwajak from 5 to 7 p.m. Benton Harbor Mayor Marcus Muhammad has been named the co-chair of the newly formed Black Mayors of Michigan. He tells us the group is comprised of mayors from 14 cities, many of which face the same issues. 
Concentration of lead service lines, declining school districts, crime, disinvestment, inequity, dilapidated housing, environmental injustice, crumbling infrastructure. The group started coming together at a meeting with the governor last year. Mohammed says it'll co- collaborate to address the issues of their cities and seek aid. And just engage anyone who will listen so we can maximize the resources that are available to create greater opportunities for our constituents. Mohammed's co chair is Flint Mayor Sheldon Neely. Also represented in the Black Mayors of Michigan are the cities of Ecorse, East Lansing, East Point, Harper Woods, Highland Park, Inkster, Jackson, Lathrop Village, Muskegon Heights, River Rouge, Saginaw, and Ypsilanti. Together they represent about 328,000 Michigan residents. The Heritage Museum and Cultural Center in St. Joseph is seeking volunteers to help out with its St. Joseph Lighthouse tours this summer. The museum tells us the volunteers take people around the historic St. Joseph North Pier, Inner and Outer Lights, and share history related to the lighthouses and pier on the St. Joe River. The hours are Fridays and Sundays from noon to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. The volunteers can come in for a couple of hours or the whole day, as many days as they would like throughout the season. The Heritage Museum invites anyone who's interested in serving as a lighthouse guide to contact it. You can call or send an email to info at theheritagemcc.org. Trinity Health of Michigan is joining a new nationwide network of hospitals collaborating on suicide prevention. Research shows nearly half the people who die by suicide interact with the healthcare system in the month before their death, providing an opportunity to save lives. Julia Goldstein-Grumet, director of the Zero Suicide Institute at the Education Development Center, says that healthcare providers will seek to detect suicide risk and collect data as they would with other health concerns. We get our blood pressure and our weight just to kind of check there's not an underlying issue. And we need to do the same when it comes to suicide. We need to ask at every visit, every person. Grummet says when the interventions are used properly, hospitals can reduce suicide rates of people in their care by up to 75%. She says it's always important to ask people directly if they're considering suicide and then advise them to contact the Nationwide Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. And Ice Age, Michigan's Frozen Secrets, featuring the first public display of Clap Family Mastodon Bones, will go on display at the Grand Rapids Public Museum tomorrow. Part of the exhibit includes some mastodon bones, 13,000 years old, that were discovered by a crew working for the Kent County Drain Commission on the county line with Nuego County last summer. Kent County Drain Commissioner Ken Yonker got a call about the discovery. I was talking to some property owners and I said to them, Boy, you're going to like what I was just told. We just uncovered mastodon bone in West Michigan, and they just just went quiet. It just totally struck them as, that's that's not possible. The skeleton was unearthed on the Clapp family property. They graciously donated the bones to the Grand Rapids Public Museum. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. The negotiations over raising the nation's debt ceiling have hit a snag. Lead Republican negotiator Garrett Graves says the talks are on pause. 
Even as the critical June 1st deadline looms, here's ABC's Faith Abube in Washington. After a meeting with White House negotiators Friday morning, House Republican Representative Garrett Graves said the talks were not productive and they've hit pause on the negotiations. Graves adding, quote, until people are willing to have reasonable conversations about how you can actually move forward and do the right thing, then we're not going to sit here and talk to ourselves. Hours earlier, the White House said the president was informed that there was steady progress being made in the debt ceiling talks to avoid a catastrophic default. Asked about the possibility of more meetings today and through the weekend, Graves said they're playing it by ear. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schulze at the White House with some of the consequences if, if an agreement can't be reached. The possibility of Social Security payments being delayed, troops going unpaid, also borrowing costs going a lot higher. So your mortgage rate could go up almost immediately if the U.S. does reach that default date. Ultimately, the impacts of this would ripple across the economy, especially if there is a prolonged default. Up to 8 million people could lose their jobs as businesses start to worry about the economic outlook in the future. The consumers stop spending. That is where we could see this really have an effect, not just on the U.S. economy, but on the global economy, too. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina made it official today. He's running for president. The Senate's only black Republican has filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission declaring his intention to seek his party's nomination. His candidacy will test whether a more optimistic vision of America's future can resonate with GOP voters who have elevated partisan brawlers in recent years. The deeply religious 57-year-old former insurance broker has made his grandfather's work in the cotton fields of the Deep South a bedrock of his political identity. Scott is scheduled to make a formal announcement Monday in his hometown of North Charleston. New at the G7 World Leaders Summit, the United States will support a joint effort with allies and partners to train Ukrainian pilots on fourth-generation fighter aircraft, including F-16s. ABC's Karen Travers has more. President Biden told G7 leaders he'll support the training of Ukrainian fighter pilots on F-16s, beginning the process of fulfilling a repeated request by President Zelensky for those jets. A senior administration official says the U.S. hopes the training can begin in the coming weeks. It will take place outside Ukraine at sites in Europe, and this official said it will require months to complete. The White House has long defended its decision not to fulfill this request by Zelensky, saying they were focused on the immediate needs for the war. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. FBI officials repeatedly violated their own standards when they searched a vast repository of foreign intelligence for information related to the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, and racial justice protests in 2020. That's according to a heavily blacked-out court order released today. FBI officials said the violations predated a series of corrective measures that started in the summer of 2021 and continued last year. But the problems could nonetheless complicate FBI and Justice Department efforts to receive congressional reauthorization of a warrantless surveillance program that government officials say is needed to counter terrorism, espionage, and international cybercrime. Ron DeSantis is expected to announce his presidential campaign on Wednesday of next week. ABC's Jonathan Carl tells us the Florida governor faces attacks by Donald Trump as well as fallout from his own actions. DeSantis has looked like a presidential candidate since he won his re-election by a near 20-point landslide last November. But he's already made some missteps, including saying Russia's invasion of Ukraine wasn't vital to U.S. interests and stumbling during a trip overseas. I'm not I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. The attacks from Trump may be hard for DeSantis to fend off, but the mere fact that Donald Trump is hitting him so hard shows that the former president clearly sees DeSantis as his biggest threat to the Republican nomination. 
Meanwhile, the Walt Disney Company says it's scrapping plans to build a new campus in Central Florida and relocate 2,000 employees from Southern California to work in digital technology, finance, and product development. The announcement follows a year of attacks from Governor Ron DeSantis and the legislature with Disney filing a First Amendment lawsuit against him and other officials last month. Disney had planned to build the campus about 20 miles from the giant Walt Disney World theme park resort, but a company official says in a memo, employees, two employees that, quote, new leadership and changing business conditions have prompted Disney to abandon those plans. During the worst of the pandemic, outdoor recreation surged as people took up pursuits to escape isolation. For many, that meant getting on a bicycle. The question is whether they stick with it in these closer-to-normal times. The evidence is not complete, but what's clear from a Rutgers, Virginia tech study of cycling in various North American and European cities is many new bikeways were built during the height of COVID, and those efforts were rewarded with increased cycling in places that undertook robust development. Montreal did more than any other North American city. In Europe, London, Paris, and Brussels stepped up more than most. A study of Bogota, Colombia also noted an uptick in cycling there. And at the box office this weekend, one film will race to the top. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. The 10th Fast and Furious movie is here. One of us might not come back from this. Fast 10 is a green light for box office domination this weekend. The sequel starring Michelle Rodriguez, Vin Diesel, and Friends will debut in first place, but don't expect supercharged numbers. Tracking as the film opening in the $60 million range in North America, that would be about $10 million below the last film, which hit theaters during the pandemic in 2021, and well below the all-time franchise best, Furious 7's $147 million dollar opening weekend in 2015. Worldwide, Fast 10 is looking at almost 300 million this weekend. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.